I really felt very, very uncreative and I still feel very uncreative in this social isolation thing. It'll be, I don't know, nice to talk about it. And like if other people will, will hear that, I feel like shit, maybe it'll make them feel better or more comfortable with uh, not being creative. Welcome to Shadow Work Podcast. I'm your host and my name is Matt. I started this podcast for two reasons. One, because I think we need a counter-narrative to the one being fed to us by society about what it's like to live as an artist. We're constantly told that artists live poor, lonely, miserable lives. And that narrative has kept me from pursuing my dreams for a huge chunk of my life. Which is why now I want to do whatever I can to change that narrative. To give us back faith that what we're doing as artists is really just following our soul's true calling. And that doing what makes us happy is not spoiled, but actually will allow us to bring inspiration and joy to other people. My second reason for doing this podcast is to create a community. A lot of us don't have a group of artists around us that we can reach out to for support and encouragement when we're struggling, or even just someone who can say, you know what, I've been there too, when we're in a rut or just blocked in any kind of way. So by having open and honest conversations with artists about what it's really like, about the ups and the downs, I hope to bring this sense of community to artists or creatives who really need to hear these conversations. I'll be asking the people I interview how they've overcome their blocks, how they've raised their self-worth, and how they manage to stay sane and productive in their creative lives. So if you know anyone who might benefit from hearing these conversations, please share it with them. And if you feel like it, give us a five-star review. It really helps other people find the podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode. So, to anyone who don't know you already, can you introduce yourself? Uh, yes, I'm, my artist name is Sado. I'm a, I'm a Romanian artist. I'm currently based in Bucharest. I do gallery art, illustration, murals. I started maybe 14 years ago in the, in the city where I studied, Cluj. I studied graphics. Then after I graduated, I started as a, doing work as a street artist, and then I slowly moved on to, I don't know, illustration, gallery, murals, stuff like that. How did you get into street art? Like, how did that start? Shortly, I took a trip to the US and I saw some murals and graffiti and I was like super impressed. And I was actually on my way uh, to visit a museum in Boston. And I figured I'm, I was more impressed by, I don't know, by the street art that I saw than uh, the art I saw in the museum. So I was like really intrigued and really impressed by it. And then when I got back to Romania, I started paying more attention to street art. And for my um, bachelor degree, what's the end of the university? I tried to do something like street art graffiti based or, and it was a very unsuccessful piece of work. That was like super frustrating for me. But then I started, like I slowly started doing stuff in the street because I didn't really have like, I didn't have much confidence in what I was doing. So I think the anonymity of street art helped me a lot. I mean, I don't paint in the street that much anymore. I, I paint are just like legal murals, but back then, like maybe 14 years ago, I, I wasn't really painting in the street, but I was like doing stickers and paste ups. I was drawing them in my studio and then just, I'm up in the street. 
And what about now? What are you working on at the moment? Ah, nothing. <laughs> I don't know, watching movies and TV shows. But at the moment, like, I don't really have any more commercial project, just like everyone else, I guess. But I am working on, before the pandemic, I was working on a, a solo show. It's my first mm -hmm. solo show in like, I don't know, five or six years. And right now I'm still trying to work on the show, but I'm because of the fact that uh, it was postponed until I don't know when, I work much slower and much less than before, but I'm, I don't know, I'm trying. And it's a, it's a show uh, based on hip hop. Mm -hmm. So um, right now I'm working on a bunch of canvases. So, and, and so I'm interested in how, how you feel about slowing down with your work. I mean, I've done it. It's such a feeling of luxury. And also I think it's much better for my work not to hurry it. So I'm just interested in what you feel about that. Personally, for me, I think, uh, um, I mean, deadlines and plans and uh, stuff like that are pretty motivating because otherwise, I don't know, I just tend to not do anything. I don't know, before this, I worked a lot on, on, a, on a bunch of canvases and on a bunch of other work. And maybe right now I feel like not doing anything, maybe as a consequence of that. Yeah. I think sometimes you, you get to a point where you just did enough, you know, and if you're working on like huge projects and a lot of canvases that, that are like in a series, I see you, that you do that a lot. I could imagine that it's like, I don't know, I get that with ceramics and I'm working like nonstop on ceramics and doing it so much. And then I just, I get fed up with it. And then that's when I'm happy that I have like so many other things that I can do, you know, like painting or drawing or yeah, doing nothing. I mean, just to to get a break. I see this maybe as a as a break, but it, it's also a, a little bit frustrating. Mm -hmm. Why? Like, what's the frustration in it? I don't know. The lack of a plan, or I don't know. <laughs> no, because you need structure. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I imagine you experienced other times when you've been in like a rut or been blocked. Oh, yes. or, yeah, I think it's part of it. It's part of the job, kind of. Yeah, it is. Um, so how did you get interested in art and did you go to art school and kind of give me your, yeah, your bio in a way? I was just drawing. I would just draw whatever I saw in cartoons and movies and stuff, but I haven't really thought about like going to art school. Actually, I did. I did think about going to art school, but some teacher t uh, told me that I can't get into art school with my drawings with like, I was doing like a lot of sci-fi and fantasy stuff. Mm -hmm. And he didn't consider that's going to get me in into art school. So I just went to like a normal school, but then I, I went to university anyways. Um, and I studied graphics. <sighs> Sorry. I'm, I don't know why I just got super shy at, uh, all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, aware of like what I'm uh yeah I know the feeling uh yeah it's, I hate it when I when I have that it's like I feel like it's like an out-of-body experience <laughs> um do you want to still talk or you want to we, we don't have to talk if you don't no, want to it's also okay. fine uh, yeah I know I, we don't have to yeah. um it's just that for, for example, I, I had like at, at some point I had like an artist talk 
and I had all the questions and everything, all, not the questions, all the speech and everything like prepared. And as I was, I started like really well. And then I, as I was going, uh, going on, I got more and more self-aware and I, I was like, this doesn't have any kind of importance for anyone. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to talk a little bit. <laughs> I think it, it has such a huge importance for people because like what you you say about your teacher saying to you well you can't get into art school so you might as well not and that happened to me too I mean and I think it happened to so so many uh, people children who young people who want to be artists and somebody in their environment tells them that they can't because either their work isn't good enough or because they can't make a living that way and I think there's you know so much programming about being an artist and actually if you look at it like well somebody has to be artist in this in this world we bring so much like good stuff to the world and you know like it's just funny that nobody says like oh yeah well you could you could have that job we all told like no except maybe the few people who have like artist parents so I just think it's it's important for people to hear how we were told, like, you can't be an artist. And we still, in some way, we still ended up there. You know, I, I did the same. I studied graphic design. And before that, I studied art history, which was making me very, very blocked because I saw all the masters. I saw all these amazing paintings, you know. And I was like, well, fuck it. I mean, I can't do anything compared to, to Da Vinci. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this really helps. I think what you say is much more interesting than what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I mean, I thought about it for a long time. And that's because it took me 39 years of my life to finally be like, I don't care. I'm, I'm going to do what I want what my soul wants you know it took me such a long time and I had to read all the self-help books and you know that's why I made the rules and everything because I was so lost you know and I think that's just so yeah I, I was drawing since I was a kid but uh, and I wanted to go to like a art college and then I I went to this teacher I don't know to get prepared for the for the exam and he told me that I have to I don't know, I have to draw like normal stuff, like, I don't know, still lives and stuff like that. And then, and that the the stuff that I was doing, because I love doing them, won't get me into, into school. So uh, he told me not to, not to go to a, an art college. So yeah, I was, I was much younger and I was like uh, very easily influenced by other, I'm, I, I still am like super <laughs> yeah. influenced other people, but I gave up at that uh, at that moment. But then, after I made like a normal high school, I had like a an art history teacher who saw my drawings and he really liked what I was doing. So he he started like teaching me how to draw and to prepare for uh, art university. So I I went to uh, mm. an art university and I studied graphics, but then. After that, I was, again, like super, because of that uh, bachelor degree I was telling you about, it was like super mm -hmm. badly received by the teachers. So that brought my self-confidence like really low. A constant reminder for me that, I don't know, 
I'm a failure or whatever. So for two mm-hmm. years, I haven't really done anything creative. I just worked as a graphic designer in a small studio. But then I kind of hid my lack of self-confidence be- behind this, uh, the anonymity of street art. So I started like doing like small stuff again. I don't know, people were reacting to it. So I was like, okay, this could be cool. So together with some friends, we formed like a group, a street art group called The Playground. So we started doing that just for fun. For me, it was a reminder that, I don't know, art can be fun. Uh, I don't have to do it for, I don't know, for anyone. I don't know, appreciate it or get some exams or whatever. And yeah, and that uh, at that time, uh, street art was getting more and more, I don't know, cool. So yeah, I was approached by people from advertising agencies to do illustrations for like concerts and stuff. So that's how I, I, I started like m- making a living out of that slowly. And uh, back then I was just like, I was just drawing black and white stuff with a marker like pretty basic and in time I just I I wanted to I don't know to try new things try watercolors and acrylic painting so that's how I got into paintings and stuff for galleries and murals and I think even now the big the big murals that I paint are not very <laughs> fun experiences because mm. it's kind of hard uh, to do it and but yeah, the 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 final result, I think it's uh, it's worth the trouble. But the first mural I did by myself was uh, in Bangkok. And yeah, it was uh, it was surprisingly good. I think it was it's one of my it's one of my best murals. <laughs> so yeah, it was a pleasant surprise that I can that I can do that. Um, my next question is what what has been like the absolute low point of your career? Like, has there been a time where you just thought, like, I'm not even going to do this anymore. I'm going to be a baker or <laughs> have you like been so close to giving up on it? Yeah, I think a, a few years ago I had uh, lots of moments like this because I, I was working as a I'm still working as a freelance illustrator. I didn't really know what to do if I should be an artist or if I should be an illustrator, if I should be both. So yeah, it was, I had moments when I wanted to go work in an advertising agency or something as an illustrator. And I even went to an interview, but then I got scared of the idea of working there. So I just, I just didn't go. I'm just wondering what, what was your thoughts about if you should be an illustrator or an artist? Sometimes being an artist is much more satisfying for me because I can do whatever I want, but it's also, it's also scary because I think it brings more responsibility if you're an artist. I mean, a few uh, years ago I had like, I had a solo show in Berlin. It got, it got a little bit scary for me because I had to like talk about my work and like the meaning or whatever behind it. And that was pretty scary for me because sometimes I, just don't think about the meaning or whatever uh, behind the work. So I thought maybe doing illustration is, I don't know, it's easier to respond to a, a brief or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's also um, easier like, money-wise. I, yeah. 
I don't really, uh, I don't really earn my living from my art. I do it uh, with illustration and murals. I think you're right. I mean, I think when I came from art history, I saw like the art world and I saw all the galleries and all of that. And I actually thought it was a lot of it was just like who says that this is art and it's art. And I, I was really fed up with the whole concept. And I think for, for me as well, being an illustrator is much less dangerous because you don't promise anything to anybody. Your work doesn't have to have a meaning. Like if I want to make cute cats for the next 10 years and as an illustrator, you know, I can do that and nobody could, you know, say anything really. <laughs> so, yeah, I recognize that that thinking about art that you have to want to say something. I have a lot of confidence right now in what I'm doing in the fact that it's good and it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's really good yeah. and really cool. I wouldn't, so. <laughs> wouldn't really know how to uh, explain it or what, like, what's the, or what the message or whatever behind mm -hmm. it is. I mean, I can maybe think of, I can try to find like a psychological or something emotional reason behind it. Maybe because I want to be part of a community. And for a long time, I was like really much of, I was like a more of a loner or something. And now I feel like that uh, I want to be part of a community and I want to be cool or something. So maybe this is one of the reasons behind what I'm doing right now. I have been the same for a long, long time. And all of a sudden, I when I started, I'm doing a graphic novel now. And when I started doing that, all of a sudden, my work has so much meaning. And before it didn't. And I think it's just something happened to me and I wanted to tell my story and I wanted to talk about the topics that we don't talk about in society. And I wanted to be really honest and stuff. And then uh, all of a sudden I have so much I want to say, and I didn't have that before. And I don't know really where it came from. It just kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, so, and I think that all the years that I did stuff just because I like the composition, I like the colors or because it looks cool is that's, that has so much value too. You know, it doesn't, everything doesn't have to be diving so deep. It's easier for me to show <laughs> what I do and then... Uh, I totally understand that, yeah. But if I have to talk about it, it's it's harder. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, anyways, I, I actually prefer to talk about the process behind and how, how you, you know, how is your journey and your blocks and like all of that that stuff around. I actually tend to not talk so much about the work. I don't know why I did that with you. It's, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I just got interested. Um, I just, when I, when I see your work and I seriously, I saw your work like, I don't know, maybe five, six years ago or something. I think I followed you on Behance. And so I know that you developed your style a lot, you know, I don't know. I've just, it's, it's, it's so interesting for me because I've been looking at you from outside without ever knowing you. And I have like, apparently I have like a whole, I think you are like such and such a person, you know, which, and that's very interesting for me anyways, because it's just all in my head. You know, I think I know what kind of cigarettes you smoke, <laughs> you know, and I think that's, what's interesting for people to know the person behind the work 
and especially to see that they're human because sometimes when you look at this very advanced uh, art and illustrations and I know that a lot of people are starting out and they're not so sure and they they think that that person behind those works is so perfect and yeah I feel the same when I when I when I look at other artists that I like I was doing something that um I don't know some people liked but I didn't like it anymore does that make sense totally my taste my taste in art was uh, beginning to get farther from what I was doing so I was like I tried to I don't know even though I thought that that work was good like what I I think what I was doing a few years ago was maybe better than what I'm doing now I don't know subject wise or whatever but I just didn't feel that anymore so I tried to get my work more in line to what I liked seeing in other artists. All of a sudden I was doing these two different styles or directions and I wasn't really sure if I should just stick to what I know or try to do something new that I that I wish I was doing. Yeah. And this portfolio review with the guy from uh, Handsome Frank, uh, this really cool illustration agency really helped me for me in a lot of years i was doing dot work so i was doing like you know detailed illustrations but what i really liked was big bold colors and shapes and stuff you know and for some reason i didn't just do what i liked i i don't know i it happened to me too because i was doing these uh detailed paintings and, and at some point i was for example, I was painting a mural, and what I do is uh, first I um, I fill in all the block colors and then I add details. So there was in the in the process where the work would be just flat block colors. And a friend of mine who's an artist told me that he really likes it like that, and I should leave it like that. I don't know. I didn't have the courage to just leave it like that because what I was doing, I was doing these details. So I felt like I should do what I'm known for or what I'm comfortable with. I'm thinking, like, is it something to do with courage? Because I, when you say that you didn't have the courage to not do the details, yeah. I feel that I feel that so much that that that's true. I was the same, and I still sometimes do details, and and I don't know why, but it's something safe in the details. I don't know what it is inside of me that just doesn't let go it's like a control maybe yeah i think if you do details it's more relatable for people or it's easier to like something that has details and something that doesn't i don't know yeah one of the reasons that i started doing uh, more simple stuff is uh, for example when i was painting big murals painting big murals with lots of details took me took a lot of time and a lot of energy and it was really exhausting so i was like okay it would be much easier if i uh if i don't do the details i mean uh, for me it's the same when i started painting in the street i did it just for fun you know with some friends and that's really what pushed me to be a better artist i think because i got the confidence and i also i went without a sketch and just you know 
standing in front of the wall and and channeling whatever comes through me and and I realized nobody cares about my fucking details like nobody cares if I put 200 dots on this besides me (laughs) (laughs) I still have work that sometimes I feel like doing details I don't know why it's maybe it's like it's like a therapy or something Mm -hmm. definitely yeah is your work is it a dialogue with the work where you like change up stuff and you go back and forth or is it just like you sit down and you do it and that's it like how is that process for you a few years ago i i worked uh, without any without any sketches for example when i was living in berlin a few years ago i mean lots of years ago <laughs> <laughs> um i was just experimenting with uh, i would just start with a colored background and I would just add colors and stuff and then uh, do whatever uh, came into my mind but right now at the moment I'm um, I just do a sketch and then pick a color and then I just uh, implement that so it's not really a dialogue I just all the creative all the creativity or or whatever it um, put in the in, in the sketch you just do the work I mean it's not it's a pretty, I don't know, mechanical process. And does that make you uh, sad in your soul? I mean, <laughs> just because, yeah, then all the time that you spend painting, you don't have fun. I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it makes me sad in my soul, but I watch TV shows uh, while I work. So fun. I mean, the fun comes from the TV shows and then I just do the work. I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm failing at this interview. Or no, <laughs> no, it doesn't. You can't fail at this podcast. It's all is well. I mean, <laughs> um, no, I think you know it. It is exactly what it is, you know. And I mean, if I allow it to be there, and I'm not trying to judge it or make it go away, it's okay. But um, I think it's interesting because you're forcing me to really get into like what do i want to know from you what the fuck do i even like actually want to ask you you know do i have anything i want to know about you and your work i was i was thinking for example i I went to this kendrick lamar concert uh, at some point in amsterdam and i was thinking um i see all this all these songs and like dances and stuff and uh, i was wondering like what's behind what's behind it yeah but then i thought why do i want to know what's behind it why why not just appreciate the result because maybe what's behind it is just boring Mm. yeah (laughs) if we would have uh, done this a few months ago i would have been better at this because i was like going to therapy and going to the personal trainer to do exercise and do a I was doing a lot of work, but now with the isolation, everything, um, I just feel like I lost a lot of what I gained in the last couple of years with like therapy and books and yeah, like, a lot of my social skills because I don't really meet anyone anymore. So yeah, talk to people. Anymore. It's interesting because I, I isolated myself two months. I went to Italy like all alone and to write my book, my graphic novel and it was, you know, I was doing a lot of trauma work. I was doing my 12 steps. What I realized is just I have to do that 
every day. You know, I have to do that work every day because if I don't, then I just basically want to die. <laughs> so, you know, uh, yeah. So I feel you like if you if you get out of the routine, it's really it's really hard. And I think that feeling of losing the work that you did with yourself is is, is so hard. What's your graphic novel about? Well, it's a kind of autobiographical. Oh, nice. So it's a, yeah, yeah, it is. It's about addiction and um, and about being very bitter at the world and being completely unable to love anybody oh. because, yeah, because of, you know, yeah, I don't know. I think when I, I was growing up, I was like very sensitive and a lot of bad stuff happened to me. My dad was an alcoholic and la la la, all of that stuff, you know, and I think that I'm very grateful for that now because it, it pushed me to really go deep in my soul and try to figure out how am I supposed to be happy when all of this bad shit happened to me. And I'm, I'm still working on that. I'm trying to be like a whole human being. And the book is about that, about how to get from being lost and so bitter and so without a heart and to try to open up and to trust. Great. I mean, I really appreciate it. Some, somehow I envy artists who like can really do this like to take like really personal emotions and experiences and put them in in their art i don't think i do that my art is more escapist somehow mm. yeah but then when you look at your work it has so much emotion in it you know i think but i think that's why i had to work with myself and i had to do 12 steps and everything just to find the courage to tell my story. You write the story and then draw or? I, I did a sketch like a, of all of it and then I drew it, but then I, I printed it out and I read it and then it was all shit. So I was like, fuck, I have to re <laughs> redraw it. And then I did it again and I printed it out and I read it and I was like, fuck, <laughs> it's shit. <laughs> so yeah, and now I'm trying to to just be like, you know what? Because I was I was in such a hurry, I was like, I have two months, I have to do this book in two months, and and now I just gave up with trying to be in a hurry. I'm just like, well, if it takes seven years, then it takes seven years, like whatever. Where's this anxiety or whatever it is coming from? You think? What my anxiety right now? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I always had it. <clears throat> I always felt. A little bit anxious and scared about mm, talking. I don't know why. Mm. Me too, kind of, and taking space and being in the center of attention and stuff. I think, yeah, I got not bullied in school, but a few times some people laughed at me or told me something, and I think I just I was like, okay, I don't I don't need that attention. I don't need to say anything because, and maybe I say the wrong thing. Yeah. And even when I'm in a group of friends, I'm, I rarely talk. <laughs> I just listen and hang out. It's really crazy that you agreed to do this with me when you feel like that. That's really cool. I mean, because you're doing the scary thing. And that's that is my whole idea for the podcast is one, to talk to artists because I really need it. And the second one is to talk about scary stuff i mean the stuff that i don't want anybody to know about me because <laughs> i feel like if i say it out loud 
and I publish it for the whole world to listen to it, then it doesn't own me anymore. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm an addict, uh, you know, but I said it first, so <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to know about your master's degree because <laughs> you saw you saw that as one of your biggest failures. I mean, I don't really see it as a big failure right now, um, but at the moment it was got me really uh, anxious because I just got like a really uh, bad grade. Yeah. And uh, the place where I, uh, where the, sh the final, the, the show was, was right next to the uh, place where I lived. So every day after the, after the, this uh, bachelor degree, I had to walk every day, like right next to this place where the show was. And it was a constant <laughs> reminder of my, Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know that feeling. <laughs> it sucks. Then you have to move, right? <laughs> Eventually I moved, yeah. Oh, I know exactly what that feels like. I did that with the mural I was telling you about, the really bad one. I Every time I got to that neighborhood in Copenhagen, I, I felt so shitty. <laughs> oh, it was really a challenge for me. I think the universe smacked me around a little bit. After I finished the mural, they wanted me to correct it, you know. And, you know, correcting a mural is like not like doing it on the iPad. Yeah, totally. And when I was doing the corrections, it's like it's standing like 18 meters up. I was just doing the last cloud. There was like three clouds and they were like, we, you didn't paint it right. You know, I was like, fuck you, I painted it right. And I still had to correct it because they had all my money. Yeah. And then, and I was standing there and I looked behind me and there's this gray cloud, like, you know, and it rained on the gray that I just painted. So it washed, it washed down like a third of the fucking mural. And it was two hours until they were supposed to be there and like check if it's okay. And third of the mural was just fucking gray. So, you know, yeah, that type of situation. And then it was like a huge thing and I it rattled me so much that I started meditating because I, f I felt so shitty I was awake every night like thinking about the emails I could write in my head and oh my god yeah do you want to know what the <laughs> what, what the work was about yes was, uh, I just I just wanted to uh, recreate a, uh, a fragment of a wall in the street so it wasn't really about the final uh, the final result, but the the whole process of I painted it with a lot of colors, and then I just like I peeled off the paint, I put up posters, and then I peeled off the posters, and I did tags, blah blah blah. So I just mm -hmm. tried, I just tried to uh, to go through all the processes that a wall in the street normally goes through. Oh yeah. Until it looks in a way. So I don't know. It was weird. I didn't like it either. Oh. But I liked, uh, I don't know, I liked the process. Yeah, you you did an experiment, you know. It's, yeah. I mean, maybe you should send some love to that to that piece. I would like to see it. <laughs> did you delete it from the internet? Oh, I don't think I had the internet back then. <laughs> Was that because your teachers didn't know like what street art and that all of that is or they didn't think it was relevant or because i think it sounds they didn't give me any feedback just a, <laughs> just oh. a, 
Damn. Okay. I don't remember the feedback, but I, I remember that I had a teacher that I had, I had to, um, work with and talk with during the mm-hmm. process. And he had some ideas and I had some other ideas. So I think he wanted to guide me, uh, in a much more, um, artsy graphic way. Mm-hmm. Give me some references and stuff like that, but I—that's not what I wanted. So yeah. This, so there was like this this disconnect between me and the. But the, do you think that it made you feel that you weren't very good, or what? How, what kind of effect did it have on you, as an like in your work after that? I mean, I didn't do any work for two years after that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, art history blocked the shit out of me too. I think sometimes schools is is not really good when it comes to creativity. I'm not sure, but I hear a lot of people say that they had very bad experiences in schools. Maybe I took it the wrong way. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't a bad experience. I'm I'm not sure. I don't know what it what it taught me. Mm. To just do what I like, I think. I don't know. Uh, That's a very important lesson. I mean, the... yeah, but so you, you every time you walk by, you said that you you got this bad feeling. Oh yeah. And what? Why? I mean, what was the like underneath that feeling? Why did you feel bad? Because it uh, it was a constant reminder that my work was bad but I mean I didn't I wasn't really I didn't really think of my work back then I mean it was just something I I made for school I mean I didn't really have like a work ethic or like a statement I mean I don't have a statement now but okay so I think if you walk past the place where you went to school and you feel bad every time because you're reminded of this bad grade and that somebody devalued your work how did that influence you in the years to come you i think i just took it personally i don't think i took it as a like a personal failure i didn't really i mean i want to talk about it i want to talk about it but i don't know um, what to say about it more than like just it it blocked me for like a, a lot of time and i didn't really trust myself or what i was doing anymore I'm sorry. I mean, I, I, I really I honestly thought I would be better at this, but I'm, I'm apparently I'm not. No, uh, you're perfect. I mean, <laughs> I was thinking, for example, I, I don't know if it's like a, a me thing or like a human thing or like a Romanian thing. I, but I feel like we, uh, we don't really have in, in Romania, we don't really have like a, uh, talking uh, or expressing your thoughts verbally, uh, culture. Maybe it's about uh, culture. Maybe, in, yeah. for example, in America or in other countries, like people are more used to like expressing their thoughts. Yeah. But yeah, in when I was a kid, for example, I didn't really talk much with my parents or in school. It was just. Yeah, it's a. It is a big block for me to I, I I got pushed into it I had to do a talk a lot of illustrators and stuff they want to have time to do their own work yeah so they asked me to come and talk about that and because I had such a fear of 
standing in front of other people and talking. Like, I just had to, you know, go into my subconscious, like with this um, hypnosis and look at why I'm so afraid, you know. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I had a a few years ago, I had a public uh, talk. Before that, I did a lot of rehearsals and I talked with my therapist a lot about that. And that really helped. Every time I have to call somebody, I'm scared. And I think that, oh, it's going to be shit. And every time I do it, my confidence gets a little bit bigger. And I'm like, oh, it sounds okay. You know, it's not so shitty. Except now. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you you challenging me because I, you make me say you're forcing me to be more brave because you don't want to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, thank you for that. That's great. <laughs> I mean, when I when I go to therapy, for example, I talk and talk and talk. Yeah, that's one of the, one of the I don't know contexts or whatever that I can like talk freely without any kind of boundary or whatever yeah. fear. But yeah, I think it's the, I feel a pressure that I should say something because it's a podcast and it's about art and illustration. And I think I, <laughs> I feel like I should say something interesting. And yeah, if I don't, I get fucking scared. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, but I think the podcast is much more about that than it's about art and design. Okay, yeah. So when you did the talk, how did it go? Was it a good experience or? I just, uh, I did two talks. The first one was like a really, really shitty experience and so anxious that I couldn't talk anymore. I was like, at some point I just wanted to run away or something. But then the second time, I based on the previous experience, I was like, okay, what can I do to make it better? So I just did a lot of rehearsal, maybe a week or two before the the talk, and I I talked to my therapist about it and blah blah blah, <laughs> and I made a list of how bad would it be if it if I suck at it. I mean, will people hate me or will people lynch me or whatever? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was much, much better the second time. And nice. it helped that I was uh, in the gallery and I, I was kind of surrounded by my work. So I kind of leaned on that. And I thought that even if I suck at talking about it, at least I don't suck at doing it. It's really, I mean, you're, you're brave for doing it again, even though it was so shitty the first time, you know? Yeah, I guess. I was in, uh, in a brave brave mode at, at that moment <laughs> uh, because of therapy and I was like reading a lot of stuff about like what's the best way to overcome a fear is to try to do the thing that you you fear yeah but now I don't know I don't feel like that anymore I'm a little bit I told you that I feel like I lost a lot of uh, the practice because I yeah. think I think therapy is like Maybe it's like going to the gym or whatever. If you don't do it, you get fat again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, I think it's a, it's, it's not only, I mean, for me, I have to do it every day. Like I have to take care of my mental health 
every day. And if I skip one day, you know, things start to go bad. So, and I, I realized that after so many years thinking, I, I got this, I can handle it, you know, and now I just know that I can't. Like, if I do the things every day, like meditate and talk to my sponsor and go to group meetings and, you know, I hear all the other people have the same problems as me and we're all trying to figure it out and I don't feel so alone. But uh, I don't know, I talked to, actually I talked to a guy on the podcast and he told me that he did microdosing and it really helped him with anxiety. So I was like, oh, really? And apparently it helps with the, um, the neuroplasticity. It makes you more flexible to change your thought patterns. Okay. It works. I really think it does. Well, I might try it then. And why did you agree to be on the podcast if you hate it so much? Was it like to do the scary no thing? Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably. I thought maybe it, it would be like therapy or something to just... I don't know, talk about it rather than not talk about it. Yeah. But no, no, I think one of the reasons was that I I really felt very, very uncreative and I still feel very uncreative in this social isolation thing. It'll be, I don't know, nice to talk about it. And like if other people will, will hear that I feel like shit, maybe it'll make them feel better or more comfortable with uh, not being creative because I kind of yeah. feel a little bit envious with people that are super creative in, in this, uh, these moments. I'm not blaming the pandemic for making me uh, into something that I'm not, but I think it, uh, you know, maybe your, your creative inner child wants to have fun, you know, and not just do like sketched up canvases. I don't know. I was actually thinking of trying to do something um, not for the result, but for the just for the fun of it. Yeah. But I don't really know how to do that anymore because my work lately in the last years was very like oriented towards a, a result. I don't know. I feel like the, the process of creating should be enjoyable too because if it's not, then... I think the fun is at the beginning and at the end. And between the beginning and the end is just uh, work. And when I look at your story, you, you say that you started out with street art. And the street art, you loved it because you could be anonymous and nobody would judge your work. And mm -hmm. you could be free. Then you, you sort of wanted to do your graduation with that free loving creative project really skillful and you really are fucking accomplished at what you do because you don't want people to say that you did a bad job or yeah i guess <laughs> don't get me wrong i mean the i, I have fun creating and um sketching and like composing all these uh images it's just that the process itself of getting from the sketch to the final piece, sometimes it's not very fun. Sometimes it is. <laughs> a few years ago, I, uh, I was in a project in Barcelona. Some artists were invited to, um, to paint these murals in a restaurant. Every, I don't know, every few months, another artist would paint. And the whole idea was to, um, to do something 
not just a mural, but more like a performance or something more interactive with the public and stuff. And that was a weird experience for me because I wasn't like, I wasn't used to it. And I was kind of conflicted about because the process was super fun. I was painting, I painted some birds uh, together with all the people that were there. Mm. But at some point I felt like everybody was having fun. Uh, the whole piece was uh, on the verge of becoming, uh, I don't know, something that I didn't like. Or And I was like, mm. should we stop having fun and just, I don't know, let me finish it and yeah that that was my 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 question for the for for the owners of the restaurant do you want to do you have do you want to have this fun experience or do you want to have a a nice mural in your restaurant Mm. yeah what did they say i mean they said that i don't know they wanted both i guess (laughs) yay i just told everyone please please stop (laughs) <laughs> fun and let me finish this <laughs> uh, I, I'm just wondering like why you're blocked right now and I just wish that yeah I could you know say those things that make you like oh yeah this is what I should do to get out of it but maybe you you need to be in it maybe you need to have the experience I, I'm not I don't really feel mm, very bad about it for uh, I mean I've been blocked before and I, 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 I got over it. I mean, I know I'm, I'll get over it. Um, and maybe part of the block is that the fact that I don't want to do the work <laughs> right now. Mm-hmm. Because if I really, really wanted to, I would be able to work, but I just prefer not to. <laughs> That's actually amazing to just not work i mean that's that's really hard for me i'm always working i have to force myself to take a fucking vacation you know i mean i'm pretty sure that if i would have a deadline right now and a bunch of projects or something i would be able to to do them but i don't know this lack of pressure and uh, deadlines or whatever it just makes me want to enjoy this as much as i can and watch as many movies and TV shows that I can. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I think that's fine. That's, it's really valuable to slow down and not do a lot, I think. Especially if you are a little bit like burned out or, or just like, uh, you don't, you don't feel your work calling you. I mean, yeah, then I think, you know, it's fine to take time off. Do you feel bad then that you take time off? Like, do you have shame about that or, is, or you don't care? I used to, to feel uh, kind of guilty about not working. But I don't know, now I'm, I have this alibi or something that nobody's doing anything, so why should I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I try to work a little bit. It's just that I don't really work at my usual potential or whatever Mm -hmm. okay let's uh let's wrap it up do you have anything you want to add or i mean uh i i recently had an an interview or like a a a video with the with some girls here in uh bucharest and they're doing uh these shows about arts and crafts the way artists collaborate 
and we did like a show about my collaboration with the with this friend who helped me with the tapestries and i couldn't literally i i, I watched the video and I, but i couldn't i couldn't listen to it so i watched it without a sound <laughs> the images were nice that's good but in this case there's no images <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> well i mean it's is very interesting because so many people have this thing about hearing their own voices i think it's just about the practice like we talked about yeah totally if you keep yeah if you keep doing it all of a sudden it's like oh, was was i afraid of that like you doing with the murals you know it's thank you so much and thanks for uh i don't know being patient and understanding with me yeah i mean thanks for yeah just being really yourself and doing that even though you didn't want to i really appreciate that thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of shadow work podcast you can find info about the artist i interview in the show notes below if you want to know more about me you can find me at mad make stuff on instagram and facebook and if you want to follow the podcast for updates and stories and inspirational quotes from other artists, we're at Shadow Work Podcast on Instagram and Facebook too. I really hope you were inspired by this episode. And if you know anyone else who might need to hear this conversation, please share it with them. And feel free to leave us a five-star review. It really helps other people find the podcast.